0: Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers animated podcast. I'm Rob.
1: I'm Jen. And I'm David.
0: And today, much like Taylor Swift, I want to be your endgame, part one.
1: No! Don't bring Taylor Swift into this podcast.
0: I don't know that song. I've done it before and I'll do it again.
1: Also, I, I just want to say that the naming game has like gone way downhill again. <laughs>
0: it's
2: not yeah, they're brief- recycling titles from good Beast Wars episodes. Uh, Beast Machines. <laughs> Beast Machines.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, this is also it's how mid-war. they ended, um although that was a three-parter called Endgame and those also had super pretentious, uh, subtitles. Yeah, this this kind of needs us something. <laughs> so it you. was Endgame Part 1, The Downward Spiral.
1: Oh, that's right!
0: Endgame Part 2, When Legends Fall, and Endgame Part 3, Seeds of the Future. <laughs> this is just Endgame Part 1.
1: I forgot the, uh... Yeah, I forgot the Nine Inch Nails references.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure many other people also wish they had forgotten that. <laughs>
0: So this uh, premiered May sixteenth, two thousand nine. Uh, written by Rich Fogel, who uh, previously wrote several other episodes, uh, including this pri- previous season's "Three's a Crowd" with the, the, one, of the con- one of the Constructicons. Oh, huh. and we begin with Jedi training.
1: And they're stupid ninja stuff.
0: You know, I, I'm pretty sure that, uh, the Force isn't actually about, like, lifting rocks. <laughs> I, I swear I just heard that somewhere. I can't remember where. <laughs> uh,
1: that rings a bell. It does ring a bell.
0: <laughs>
2: a lot of Jedi announcers going
0: on. I mean, I guess they're not lifting rocks, they're lifting oil cans, but it's, uh, it's Prowl and Jazz, and it's the whole processor over matter, which is just the Force.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just the force and it's still just dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb.
0: Well, it's going to be very important in about 40 minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, fine. Still say it's so dumb. So as
0: usually happens with Jedi training of this sort, uh, Bumblebee and Bulkhead just bust in and Prowl drops the oil can.
1: Also jet ja- J- they they bust in just as Jazz was starting to ask some very awkward questions about Yoketron.
0: Yeah, like, hey, how come you never uh, finished your training?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> was it like a I have to go and save my friends kind of thing? I, I assume it's not that because you don't have any friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a good point. I mean, he doesn't.
0: Anyway, the reason
1: and he certainly uh, didn't at the time, which we will see more about. Yes.
0: And uh, yeah, t- it turns out two reasons why he never completed his training were these two knuckleheads.
1: Well, they, <laughs> yes. As we find out next
2: episode. No, they they really no, his failure at training is his own problem
0: in the past. Yes. Anyway, so and,
2: and these two knuckleheads come in on a really nicely animated oil slick, so that's fun.
0: Yes, and they have a reason for busting in because they have found Omega Supreme, and he's on the moon.
1: Ah, uh, dun dun dun! Which they they point out Earth's moon. Yes, <laughs> yeah. actually, a very important clarification in this context. Yes.
0: We've got bad news. It is found on the forest moon of Endor.
1: Yeah, that's along my way. Away. It's not gonna do them a whole lot of good. They're just gonna be like, and <laughs> so what are we supposed to do about go it? Go
0: in there, befriend some Ewoks, and it's gonna be a whole thing.
2: Yeah, that is the thing. Like, like in, in the Transformers movies, like find someplace else at least. Like, go to Ganymede or Iapetus or something other than the moon again. I mean, smash cut yep. to Dark of the Moon.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nope, not enough moon needs more moon. I mean, all
0: sorts of Transformer stuff does happen on the moon. I mean, Beast Wars, you had one moon that was fake. Yeah. Um, I'm sure G1, I think, had an episode with Blaster going to the moon to stop <gasps> a thing.
1: Yes! That was a big Omega Supreme episode, too. It
0: was.
1: And then there was, like, a thing that hatched into some kind of space dragon. Oh,
0: right. Yes.
1: Oh man, it looked like something you'd have painted on your van. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was that was a great episode, and I'm glad I have now been reminded
0: um, of it. Transformers Armada. I think the Decepticon base was on the moon.
2: Uh, yes. Or yes. Was
0: that where the Minicons crashed? That was where they crashed in the comics. Oh. Okay. In the cartoon, the Decepticons were based on the moon.
1: Yes, because there were lots of scenes of them just like hanging out on the moon.
0: And then of course in Beast Wars Two, uh, Artemis and Moon lived on the moon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As you do when your name is Moon.
0: Yes. And I guess you're a Japanese rabbit thing and that's a whole thing with a rabbit living in the moon with a lady.
1: Yeah. Yes. And that's why Sailor Moon's Japanese name is Usaki.
0: Ah. And she kinda has the bunny ears. Yes. Yeah. Ah, I had no idea.
1: Now <laughs> now you see the connection. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yes,
2: the moon princess's name is Bunny.
0: On that, now my, now my only remaining question is how did nobody ever figure out their secret identity? Literally nobody else has that hairstyle.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well. Comic books, comic, did like Superman, well I guess Peter Parker has the mask on all the time. It's the same voice. I mean there are
0: lots of like, you know, beefy white guys with like, black hair. Mm. Whereas there's literally one person on earth with that haircut.
1: I mean maybe if it was more like I don't want to say realistic maybe if it was more realistic it would have caught on and then lots of other people would have had that hair because they would have been like I'm going to have cool hair like that girl who's going around saving people from weird monsters
0: well and I, I of course it wouldn't be years later until we discovered her true identity which was uh, Samantha B
2: Uh, Meanwhile, uh, on the moon...
0: Yeah, meanwhile, on the moon...
1: Earth's moon.
0: Earth's moon. uh, Shockwave has still got, like, Arcee's head opened up, and he's looking for those codes.
1: Man, Shockwave in this is super creepy.
0: I mean, Shockwave has kind of always had, like, a sex criminal voice.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, but he hasn't always also had claws.
0: Yes. And just yeah, something about the shape of
1: his, deep. his weird, mono eyed head in this is just especially creepy.
0: He's kind of got like an old man hunch. Yeah. Like yeah. this guy is up to no good.
1: He's all spindly. Yeah, he's, he's creepy.
0: <laughs> and instead, all we've got is RC going over her, uh, her good morning, Miss Bliss, uh, type stuff.
1: Aww.
0: Which is I think the first we've really ever seen of Transformers non-military education.
1: Yeah, oh. there's uh, there is a, some some interesting world building as far as protoforms go in just this whole last run of episodes.
0: Yeah, they never they don't quite get I mean, this is sort of our first indication that there are actually, like, Transformer children.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: it, uh, didn't some of the Japanese series have stuff like that? Well, like, they stuck Arcee as a secretary. She was probably a teacher, too, to <laughs> Wheelie and Daniel.
0: Yeah, I will say that a, a failing of this show is that Arcee is really the only female Autobot who ever gets any screen time, and she has essentially no agency.
1: Yeah, yeah, i I was definitely thinking how you know she doesn't she she could have gotten better treatment in this series considering it's you know otherwise generally a pretty solid series. It
2: well, wouldn't have been so bad if we'd had at least one episode with Red Alert doing things and talking. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, we get sorry, but she's still not actually. An Autobot. She's still mm-hmm. yeah. like a human kid who just happens to have turned out to be part Autobot.
0: I mean, we are going to get a much more proactive RC um, on our next series.
1: <laughs> Yay! Yeah. I love her. She's the best. <laughs> she's such a murder hobo.
2: <laughs> not, not not compared to comics RC, but it, she's close.
1: Yeah, she's so murdery. It's great.
0: Well. And she lacks the problematic aspects of Comics RC. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, so Megatron, you know, he's all, you yeah, well, hey, I'm sure that you will find something in there because you are my most loyal servant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lug nuts just like vibrating.
0: And, and Starship's all, hey, hey, are you going to take that from him? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Starscream's just on top of it. <laughs> yeah, he's needling
2: Lugnut like, like he's Lugnut's like shoulder devil. Like Megatron's not listening to him at all, but Lugnut is.
0: <laughs> well, maybe Megatron is listening, as we later find out.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that could be.
0: You, Megatron is going all David Xanatos in this episode.
1: Yeah, which is a good look for I, Megatron in general. I'd like if
2: that was. If that was better spelled out, that he was doing a Xanatos gambit, which would go with the title, but it just sort of seems like it's accidental almost.
0: Also, uh given the, his propensity for giant purple dudes with uh, one eye, Megatron has what you would call a type.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, the mono eyes are having microaggressions at each other until they start punching each other.
0: And then they start having macro aggressions because they're giant robots <laughs> punching each other.
1: Just the the regular type of aggressions.
0: And then, while everybody's distracted by this fist fight, uh, Star Starstream just kind of rolls himself out of there somehow.
1: Yes, <laughs> or- he just as a head, he just hops to the door and just falls over and rolls. On out.
2: He rolls out. Oh,
1: great. Like literally,
2: is,
0: is there an incline here, or does he have some sort of motor control over the the gyroscope in his head?
2: Well, I mean, well wait.
1: that's um, fair.
2: Are they in Omega Supreme when they're having this argument, or the
0: crashed uh, Decepticon ship? I think they're in Omega Supreme.
2: Okay, if they're in the crashed Decepticon ship, that is on an angle. Omega Supreme kind of looks like it's parked level. So, right. I guess I guess he's just throwing his chin around to rotate yeah.
1: it would have been even better if they had animated like him pushing himself with his tongue <laughs> i was really hoping that's where we were going <laughs> just him pushing himself over with his tongue
2: uh, that'd be a fun callback to uh, waspinator
0: <laughs> anyway so uh back on earth the autobots know that you know we got to move now megatron's making his big push you gotta push back. Yep. I and gotta. W-
1: I I can, you can't just put a TFTM <laughs> in front of me and not and and me not say it. I'm gonna go there.
0: And Ratchet says, Hey, uh last episode I took this hammer, and so now we need to hammer out danger all over this land. <laughs> <laughs> and Optimus Prime is all well, eh... And then we get a flashback to explain why he's all, eh. It is, fla- we are getting some flashbacks, and this is how we're going to get in Ultramagnus and Sentinel Prime here. Uh, this is a flashback to immediately after the flashback events of Along Came a Spider, <laughs> whilst uh, Optimus and Sentinel have gone to Planet of the Spiders, uh, along with the... Third part of their uh, menage a trois, Elita One. Who has look? Po- just,
1: just be glad we're not layering flashbacks here. I've, I've been given editorial projects that, <laughs> that got, that went there, and it's no fun.
0: Yeah, I was a little surprised they didn't also flashback in this flashback to them being on the spider, <laughs> the spider plant. That
1: would oh, have been amazing.
2: I kind of hate when that happens. Unless you take it so far, it becomes a gag.
0: So Ultramagnus is all, hey, you guys went to this organic world when you weren't supposed to, and now uh one of our fellow cadets is like spider poop. So, uh you're in trouble.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And Optimus very dutifully takes all of the blame for this.
1: I would like to point out that Optimus's reaction here and, and his performance here in this trial is extremely heroic, so Magnus can just yeah. go fuck himself with his hammer. <laughs>
2: what I think Magnus knows that's what he's doing, but he can't do anything about
0: it legally. Yeah, and as I mean, we see still, later, he does pull some he... strings for Optimus because he does see yeah. potential in him.
2: Yeah, he, but he, doesn't he has allow to give him to...
1: that whole speech about how. You're not don't be a hero, it's not in your programming. And it's like, dude, that whole trial was extremely heroic. I don't want to hear it.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so indeed, he's he's kicked out of uh, the Autobot Academy. He can't go to the can't graduate to the Cybertron Elite Guard. And so back in the present, Optimus is all, yeah, uh, no, I can't use that hammer. It's it's bad juju. <laughs> but um what if I could fly?
1: <laughs> Ratchet is so offended by the idea of Autobots flying It's just like, I mean, that's the only way to put it It's you're just offended
0: Yes, even though, again, we have the, the Jet Twins who fly And also Prowl has a jetpack
1: These things are pointed out to him
2: And sorry you can fly
0: Yes, he's kind of an Autobot I mean, it, it's weird the way that Autobots not being able to fly is presented in this It's like it's a genetic thing yeah, it, yeah.
2: It's well. It's hard to tell, like, if Ratchet's against it because it's a thing Autobots just don't do, or because he was in the war and he knows things that fly are bad. Could just be his and associations does, with Decepticons flying.
1: It does kind of feel like we're going into like, you know, James Roberts' territory of alt mode. You oh, know. Yeah. Alt modes being a significant thing. And not just whatever you happen to want to look like that day. Yes. So that's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But, but he's so offended. Yes,
0: but Optimus is pretty insistent he really wants this jetpack, and so he's gonna get a jetpack.
1: <laughs> Yay! Cause he's not Bumblebee. Yep, and he can be trusted with
0: it. Yes, but hey, speaking of Bumblebee, so they they decide, you know, okay, we need to find out what what is what the deal is here. So we we're gonna need to send somebody uh, to spy on the Decepticons. Prowl says he'll do it, but uh, Jazz, no, no, you you're on the verge of a major ninja breakthrough.
1: <laughs> These ninjas.
2: Stop your training. You must not complete it. You will. Mm,
1: yeah. uh, why? Why is it's, it's weird ninjas. that
2: Jazz gets to be the Yoda though?
1: Like, I mean, I suppose, but I guess he's also a senior ninja.
0: Yeah, he's, he's his ninja superior, ninja boss.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: he's his ninja boss, but then, but like Prowl beca- is better at ninja. I don't know. It's an odd dynamic.
0: I mean, it's like how Luke Skywalker probably had more, like, force powers than Obi-Wan, but Obi-Wan was the master because he had seniority.
1: Yeah. Yes. He knew what he was doing because he was older.
0: So, Prowl isn't going, but uh, yes. somebody is getting volunteered. <laughs> it's Bumblebee, wonders, why is everyone looking at me? Why is everyone always looking at me? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Realize the meta ness of it's always me yep. <laughs> who gets picked. You're you're the scout, Bumblebee. It's your job.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: It, it's your function. Uh. Sorry.
0: <laughs> so back on the moon, Starscream has rolled down to his cloning chamber.
2: <laughs> Yay! Yeah, yeah, and we actually get to see the cloning sort of happening. How he does it with the collection of proto just. Plucking one out and stuffing it into a pre-built, well, mostly built screen body, and then is, is it
1: is—is it—is it too late to make a joke that they see him rolling and they oh. hate?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I don't think
2: anybody actually sees him rolling, but they be hating
1: for sure.
0: Oh I mean, they're the Septcons; <laughs> they're always hating.
1: Yes, that's yeah. that's what they do. That's their
0: thing.
2: I I like, but I'm I'm kind of weirded out about how like they stick the protoform. Which is like, it's bigger than a person, but it's not like as big as an Autobot or something. They stick that into the Starscream body, and then it, the Protoform somehow oozes and becomes like the joints and skin, like the parts that don't look like the armored parts. That is so the weird. arms yeah. and the hands are gooey. This
1: is That's, part of what I meant about doing some very interesting world building any sort of stuff it's, with, with it's Protoforms. It's neat
2: and it, it works with the way. Characters are more like, they're more organic looking, like they're just shapes. They're, they're not boxes <laughs> stuck together. They're, they're sort of, their designs are painted on more. The uh-huh. human-ish form. Which sort of works with the gooeyness, but the gooiness is, it shows so weird. I kind of want to see it show up in some other series, but I don't know if it would work as well as it does here.
0: Also, I am somewhat curious as to like, do these protoforms have like souls?
1: I mean, I guess these are more blanks. We were talking about yeah. the blank ones. I mean, yeah, he's ruining a perfectly good protoform. Come on, what? Where did Sleep these? Proto- scream?
2: Oh, oh yeah, these protoforms are on the Nemesis, and presumably they're the ones that lockdown gave to Megatron in the past when killing Yoke. I think so. So were they? I think. Oh, no, wait, because the one they use then, doesn't he take the spark out to save I Yopitron?
0: I don't I think he does, but I'm not sure.
1: No, He's, he doesn't. It's it's, it's a blank. Okay,
2: he
0: yeah, I don't think okay, they'd so have a they, uh, prowl committee like infanticide. I don't know. It's been a while. It'd be pretty dark.
1: And I think it's probably it's safe to say between that and this that the the act of putting the spark in the protoform is probably what activates it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, which br- so which brings up the it's thing just like a spark. Then what? Like the spark is is the soul and the mind. Then what is the protoform other than just a a disposable but important thing in creating a transformer?
0: I mean, I it's mean, it's
1: just a body,
0: right? I mean, and it, you know, it's a it's a complicated. It's it brings to mind uh, like a, a bit that they talk about in Transformers Prime when I think somebody's hurt and. Like, one of the kids is wondering, you know, why can't you just build him a new, you know, actuator? And she's all, oh, okay, Jack, can you just build me a new – can somebody just build you a new pancreas? hmm <laughs> Oh
1: which i think is is definitely a step up in world building from the days when wheeljack and ratchet just made dinobots <laughs> out of some parts they had lying around and some commodore 64 processors.
0: Yeah, well, dinobots, i thought you were supposed to build dinosaurs.
2: It's not really that much of a change because we have the dinobots here and there's no
1: protoform
2: involved in making them, they just do
1: Yeah, well, but it, there's magic.
0: Yeah, like there's robot space magic. So that
1: the protoform is that. the robot's
2: space magic, but it seems like, it seems like that step can be circumvented, but when using it, like, like, the little protoform becomes a giant star scream, somehow, does that mean that all Decepticons sort of start from a protoform that's stuck into a larger body?
0: I mean, from the way they say it, it's like, uh, Decepticons and Autobots are like a different species.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's really talked about like that a lot.
0: Like, hey, Autobots Again, can't we, fly, we only Decepticons to, can fly.
2: Yeah, but, but it, it's go different. back to... Uh,
1: it's too far. I mean, that could be a matter of classification, but it does seem to go back a little bit to, to Beast Wars and the turning Rhinox into a Predacon and all of that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, maybe yes. it's just sticking the protoform in the right body that determines what side you're on. And there are a couple that have changed sides. So many unanswered questions about the morality of factions.
0: These
1: things are important.
0: So Starscream finally has, like, a a complete body now.
1: Yay. Mm -hmm. Yay. Good job.
0: And then Megatron immediately busts in and shoots all of his remaining clones.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's not very nice. He needed those. I mean, he didn't need them, but he wanted them.
0: Well, he says he needed them.
2: I was creating an army for you, Megatron.
1: Uh, See, don't get me.
0: Yeah, an army you use.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's not what he wants. He's not getting that much use out of the army of him he already has.
0: Yeah, so he he takes three of these uh, things because they are building something out of the parts of the ship. And they are big, real big, like Omega Supreme big. Ah!
2: <gasps> dun dun dun! Oh, the, I like the part where where Megatron says like, "Um, I'm going to use the Protoforms for something bigger," and then Starscream's like, "You got to build more lug nuts." <laughs> 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 no, bigger.
1: <laughs> Kinda. A bunch of,
0: bunch of bigger lug nuts. Actually, that is what he builds. Um
1: yes. but, Well, that, that yeah. is literally what happens. Right,
0: meanwhile, on the planet Dagobah.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Stupid ninjas.
0: They're they're meditating and they're uh Jazz and Proud are meditating. They br- they're commuting with the AllSpark and they bring a bunch of uh like local Allspark fragments together. And uh the,
1: I, the Allspark is grooving all around us.
0: There's something really red and and, and blinking here. I think it says plot point.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: This will be important in the next episode.
2: The Allspark Shards are everywhere. They're in us. They're around us. They surround us in Detroit.
0: <laughs> I mean that is where it blew up. You know, you're not going yes, to like... but,
2: but it's just kind of funny that, that like the force in this is localized to Detroit.
0: Well it'd be but like if the, the force was things... like a, a a tangible thing and it blew up just... somewhere.
1: Jazz starts out talking about it as a generalization, and then Prowl says, well, hey, actually, I mean, the Allspark blew up here, so there are actually shards of the Allspark grooving all around us.
0: <laughs> oh. So anyway, they send Bumblebee to the moon. Uh He gets there, and he spots Shockwave's go-go gadget legs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And they're working on these uh, giant three things. So he gets into Omega Supreme, finds RC, and she's still, like, not entirely all there.
1: No, she's still doing her elementary school routine, her kindergarten teacher routine. Yep. And
0: Important he doesn't thing. know uh, exactly how to, like, disconnect her without killing her. So he just turns her phone on and leaves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It works, that's, that's not a bad idea.
0: And unfortunately all they find out is that uh, Megatron is a big fan of Mad Libs. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Because it's oh. Lug Build this out of, so we can... <laughs> okay, I need a noun, a verb, <laughs> and the name of an Autobot. <laughs> So much like Tom Waits, they want to know, what's he building in there? <laughs> what the hell is he building in there? Oh, just, uh, I just guess revealing the eclectic depths of my musical taster.
1: It's, it's fine. Good job. Good job.
0: Tom Waits and Taylor Swift together at last.
1: Uh, no. No. Uh, no. Listen,
0: that is a duet I would kill to see.
2: <laughs> okay, that would be amusing, but that that's a duet
0: that, that's never going to happen. Well I mean who knows? He was in Mystery Men.
2: Yeah, but when was the last time he did a duet with anyone letter along a current pop singer? I th- Also did...
1: Mystery Men was pretty good.
0: I uh, agree to disagree. Uh
1: yeah, <sighs> that no.
0: Anyway, he did do duets with that uh that movie he was in in uh Oh, One from the Heart, that Francis Ford Coppola movie. He did a bunch of duets with Crystal Gale.
2: Oh. Ooh. That was a while ago.
0: And apparently he also did a duet with uh, Bette Midler.
2: <laughs> nice. That one makes more sense.
0: Anyway, so, uh meanwhile, Jetpack.
1: Yay!
0: <laughs> and Ratchet is just not... I mean, I don't think his heart is entirely into this.
1: Nah. Poor guy.
0: But luckily, sorry, uh, much like Donatello, does machines. Yes. <laughs> and she just starts talking to this thing, and it needs a new interocitor or whatever.
1: Yep. so she can just talk to them, which is cool.
0: And it kind of looks like uh, Jetfire's back thingy.
2: Yeah, it's very much the Jetfire's Robotech backpack. Or Macross backpack, must not say Robotech. Screw Robotech.
0: I'm 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 sorry. I'm afraid that, as you said, that we've been sued by Harmony Gold.
1: <laughs> as you've, you've said that, and their lawyers just as the words come out of your mouth, as you, as the words leave your mouth, their lawyers are already on the way. It's just how it is.
0: <laughs> anyway, so they we finally get this thing on him. It kind of looks like the flight pack that he had on uh, in Transformers Cybertron.
2: Yeah, yeah it, it ends up looking that with the wings, like the weird backpack thingy that was the back end of his, um, fire engine.
0: Yes, and then of course what it really looks like is the actual toy they made of this, uh, which, Kinda was, made- I believe, it only came out in Japan, I believe.
2: Yes, like many things. Like, uh, Blackout only came out in Japan, this only came out in Japan, um, did the Aqua Bumblebee thingy ever come out anywhere?
0: Uh, I think also in Japan.
2: Uh, Of course. (laughs) Speaking
0: of Tom Waits, it was big in Japan. It was big in Japan.
2: (laughs) Uh, Like, at least the other things were in the show. I don't think that Bumblebee stuck into a submarine thingy was ever in the show, was it?
0: No, it was not. Hmm. I'm not sure if that was a thing that was going to be in Season 4 or what.
2: Well, the other things for Season 4, they never built.
0: No,
1: like that... Speaking of toys... Where are my toys of the giant Lugnut Supremes? Also I mean, pr- Omega Supreme.
0: Presumably, if they were going to do Omega Supreme, that would have been a remold. But they—I don't think that was ever even like in the cards.
1: <sighs> that makes me so sad because he is well, a really good design. Yeah, yeah, it does.
0: That's a that's a cool design.
2: Yeah, they could have. Well, a leader might have been too much to ask. They could have done the
0: Voyager at least. Yeah, maybe. it could have come with like little mini figures. <laughs> yeah. but I love little
1: die. mini figures. <laughs> uh, so alas. so they
0: strap Prime into this thing and, uh, uh... Have you guys seen that first Iron Man movie? Because it's kind of just that first <laughs> Iron Man
1: movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Without the
2: fire extinguisher at the end, yeah.
0: So he, he, he dicks around on this jetpack for a while. And then as he, he's flying around, we get another flashback.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, he's just filled with flashbacks today.
0: Yep, so... Uh, you know, Ultramagnus is all, hey, Optimus Prime, you flunked out, your, your girlfriend got eaten by spiders, but, uh, you know, you're, uh, you're still a good dude, and I've gonna, I've pulled some strings, and you're gonna be a Prime, so you're Optimus Prime, and you get your own ship. Bad news, <laughs> uh, the ship sucks, and it comes with this old ass dude. <laughs>
1: <sighs> yes, congrats, you get, Junky old ship with a crew of losers,
0: yes, because you've also got uh this giant dunderhead and this tiny annoying guy.
1: <laughs> it's my favorite combination of characters
2: somehow in repairing it, bulkhead has wrapped himself up in every wire in the ship
1: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
0: that's uh that's bulkhead for you,
1: poor guy, he's trying
2: you Need smaller so hands. opposite.
0: So Optimus is flying around and he is eventually spotted by, uh, the female Starscream, uh, Slipstream. Yay! Oh yeah. Well, once they fix it
2: by sticking the wings on and, and then he's going in the Superman or Iron Giant pose to fly around.
0: Yes. Superman.
1: It's very important.
2: Vin Diesel's best and, acting.
0: Uh, I thought that was Groot.
1: He's very good.
2: <sighs> he's very good at Groot, but there's less to do as Groot.
0: I, I do legitimately think he's pretty good in Pitch Black.
2: Uh, oh yeah, Pitch Black was pretty fun, but
0: I, I haven't seen those other Riddick movies. But uh, Pitch Black's pretty good.
1: They're great. They're ridiculous, <laughs> but they're great.
2: The second one is somehow like D and D in space that accidentally happens, and it's weird. <laughs> I mean, I know. It, It's nice that you gave another paycheck to Keith David, but, and there's the teacup scene, but aside from that, that's not really a good
0: movie. I want
1: all the paychecks to Keith David.
0: Shockingly, I have nothing to add to this, even though you are talking to somebody who saw Triple X in theaters. (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) Did you see the sequel in theaters? No, because that didn't have Vin Diesel in it. That had Ice Cube.
2: I know, but it had a tank
0: that was brawl. Well, I didn't know that at the time.
2: Well, that happens later.
0: They reused it as Movie Bro. (laughs) It did have the Green Goblin in it. It it does? Yeah, he's he's the bad guy. He's like an evil military guy.
2: Okay, I don't remember much about the Triple X movies other than that tank is cool.
0: Well, I mean, he's in the second one. The the first one, I can't remember who the bad guy is. It's some Euro trashy guy, but uh, it's got got, uh, Asia Argento. Oh... Anyway, so yeah, she's oh hey, uh, uh, this red guy is flying, it must be Starscream, I better go shoot him.
1: <laughs> I yeah. better go shoot at him, because not even Starscream's like Starscream.
0: Well, because she is, like, she, she was always the clone who hated him the most.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> fair.
2: And also competent, so she does manage to shoot Prime down. Or yes.
0: Down. So he crashes into the river and he's all, oh, hey, that's that's not... Starscream. Whatevs. Peace out, Transformers Animated. Yeah, she's <laughs> gone.
2: It's it's nice to see her just still being around, but it, it seems like uh, we needed something to happen here. We're a couple minutes short. Eh, slipstream's
0: back. Yeah, we, we got Terra Strong in the studio. Yeah,
1: yeah, we might as well get her to do something else.
0: Well, and also, she's the only clone who is as yet unaccounted for. So now she is.
1: That's fair. Yeah.
0: Or at least we know she's just, you know, Hanging around Detroit now.
1: Yeah, you know. hanging
2: around Detroit. She kind of seems to piece out of town after this.
0: Yeah. Which is a good thing. For her.
1: I mean, for Detroit not getting destroyed, I suppose. Yes.
0: So, back on the moon, Shockwave's finally got RC back to where he wants her. And, uh, he, he does the old, uh, long arm thing. And he's all, hey, uh, maybe you should, uh... You know, maybe you should uh, transfer that access code uh, to uh, to my friend Megatron here.
1: So I guess like he must just have like the proper codes as Longarm because she wouldn't know Longarm.
0: No, because I she guess he
1: infiltrated oh, right. as a cadet when Bumblebee and Bulkhead were in
2: yeah boot camp. So he only did that like fifty years ago, but she's from like millions of years ago, right? That. Feel but, like you know,
1: presumably air, he's whatever. got the proper codes and well, everything. Well, that, I
0: guess, when he's in his Decepticon form, he's obviously not an Autobot.
1: Yes, there's that, too.
0: No, no, I'm I'm a big purple cycloptic guy. I'm definitely not evil.
1: Big spindly clawed cycloptic guy. <laughs> totally fine.
0: Oh, look it's at me, fine. with my regular hands and face. <laughs>
1: perfectly normal uh, hands. Me, a
0: Decepticon? Is this one of your Autobot jokes?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh,
0: yes. He is a real cadaverous lost skeleton in this. He is. <laughs> anyway, she's all, uh, no, that's obviously Megatron. Uh, she's, okay, okay, I'm gonna turn you off then, and then I'll upload the codes. But... Then Starscream shows up in his new body and he's all, no, now that Megatron has fallen, I get the codes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's Starscream.
0: But then start, but then Lugnut knocks him down. Because, hey, I'm, I'm the best Megatron, I will save you. (laughs) And, oh, also, whoops, I have the codes now.
1: (laughs) I guess I'm the one who's gonna do it now.
0: But Megatron is all, oh, that's exactly as I planned
1: dun-dun-dun. Which, really,
2: really...
0: I mean, he might just be covering his ass here.
1: Yeah, I think that's possible.
2: It does kind of feel like that. Like, it makes sense he would want Lugnut to be the one imprinted on because he's super loyal and, and he's accidentally been playing that up by saying Shockwave is the most loyal. But it feels like an accident that this has happened.
0: I mean, it, it does feel like an accident, but it also does seem deliberate because it makes sense with Lockdown, because, or with Lugnut, because Shockwave is maybe too intelligent, and Megatron yeah. would be too ambitious, so therefore it must be yeah. Lugnut, the dumbest of my, uh, of my coterie of villains.
1: Yes, the, the dumbest and therefore most blindly loyal.
2: But but it seems weird. Why wouldn't you aim it that way to begin with? It's, uh... It just seems like a mistake. Especially, like, standing there in front of Arcee and her realizing it's Megatron. that. Uh, uh... There are extra steps in this that do not feel like a Xanatos game, but it just feels like eh, dumb luck.
0: This is just how far ahead of the game Megatron is, man.
1: <laughs> but then, how come he keeps losing?
0: There are webs within the webs.
1: Yeah, it's very complex, three-dimensional I mean, chess. He's
2: better. He's better at playing than G1 Megatron, but he's not as good as Beast Wars Megatron. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, this Megatron has not attempted to destroy time itself. So There's yeah, that.
1: No. That's, that's a whole nother thing.
0: Anyway, so he's, oh yeah, uh, and I mean, it, he clearly was planning this because these things already look like lug nut.
1: What? No, They're the they, right they color, color they, but they like, change. I mean, they have the yellow wrist stripes. Yeah, they
0: have the yellow safety bands. I think that's gotta be... I was were, planning were the
2: yellow ahead. safety bands on there before all the gooey stuff happened in the face? Yes. They, they were. were. Yes. Yes. Okay, maybe it was And part
1: of that may have just been a matter of, like, the model and,
0: yeah, and like, all oh, of that. But. Although, I mean, they, they've never been shy about, like, doing, like, Cybertronian modes for guys who have Earth modes, even if we're only going to see them briefly.
1: And it is a little easier to do that kind of thing in animated, where, yes. you know, you don't have to make a CG model. No. Of this other mode.
0: Anyway, so now Lugnut's happy, uh, and Starscream, uh, apparently there are a bunch of Allspark fragments already on Omega Supreme, so, uh, looks like I don't need any more Starscream, so he just immediately blasts Starscream into pieces.
2: <laughs> well, it blasts the lower half of him off.
0: Yeah, he, he doesn't go full and- Transformers the movie on him.
1: Alas. No.
0: Which I, I... i It's been a long time since I saw this. I kind of thought maybe that was about to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So something a little bit more than just, like, bisecting him horizontally would have been nice. Yeah. Like, hit him with a couple blasts, blow an arm off or something.
1: Nope. He just sort of blows him up. It It Hell especially
2: less. doesn't seem appropriate since, like... All those... The, the montage of Megatron killing Starscream that happened last season.
0: I mean, Megatron is busy. He's got stuff to do. He can't just busy himself murdering, you know, and f- thoroughly murdering everybody he who needs to be murdered. He's got all sorts of murder to do.
1: That's fair. It's fair. I,
2: I just think, like, something a b- little bit more, like... If he'd stuck the cannon up, like up into Starscream's gut, and blasted him up into orbit on the moon, so later his parts would bounce, and that's how Are we just trying
1: game? to come up with particularly like horrible, violent deaths for Starscream? Because you know, that's that's well, not a bad pastime.
0: Funnier deaths, you know.
1: It's
0: Starscream. Anyway, I mean, he's going to be subjected to a pretty horrifying death in the next episode, so hold your horses. Spoilers. I forgot how
1: murdery the next episode is.
0: Yeah, so Mm. so back on Earth, uh, they're fixing up Optimus after he got, you know, shot in the ass. And uh, Ratchet's like, hey, you know, you 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 did okay with flying, but you got to use that hammer.
1: He's like, I don't want to use the hammer.
0: (laughs) That's not my programming, but hey. Prowl's all, hey, you know, fate is fate makes its own programming, and so it's time for one last flashback.
1: Life finds a way.
0: You, you were so uh, preoccupied if uh, if you if you could use this hammer, you, you didn't think about if if you should use this hammer. But just, I guess I'm just, saying that you should use this hammer. This is a bad
1: metaphor. As as a brief aside, I saw the trailer for the new Jurassic World uh, before Star Wars. With, with all the gold bloom in it. And I was just like, don't you say it! Don't you do it!
2: <laughs> of course they're going to use that <laughs> line. It's how they're going to sell the movie to make you care about a trailer that doesn't really look that great. It's
1: like, don't do I it! Mean, don't don't say it! Don't say Any yeah.
0: Don't think he he it don't it. say anyway. it. Anyway. Listen, that movie is Dinosaurs versus Volcano. I'm going to be there opening weekend.
1: Yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
0: And also, I was hoping that Goldblum's big trailer quote would actually be just a series of Goldblum noises.
2: Ah, uh, uh, uh. yeah, that that should be the real trailer. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah.
0: Uh. I, I, I have uh, life. Find
2: it like it should cut off before he finishes the quote because he just keeps making Goldblum noises.
0: That's just <laughs> Goldblum noises to the tune of the Jurassic Park theme. <laughs> <laughs> ha 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 ha! That
2: has to have been done.
0: I'm sure it's it's either that or the. The Jurassic Park theme with the kazoo. <laughs>
2: well, I know the kazoo one exists.
0: <laughs> anyway, so this final flashback, we are, I think this is where, this is supposed to be the space bridge that they just, that we open the series with them fixing.
1: I believe so. I, maybe. So like, I guess it, this answers, a rock, so for us a very important question from all the way back in the first episode. What's this asshole ninja even doing here?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, we did not order a ninja. Why do we have a ninja?
1: <laughs> but like, Why is he a jerk to everybody? It makes sense that it might be the same- he Clearly doesn't want to be here. Same rock,
2: because, like, it looks kind of like the same rock, but, like, Prowl's attitude in this flashback is way worse than it was in the first episode.
0: Yeah. Uh.
1: You're never anyway, gonna finish so... your Cyber Ninja training with that kind of attitude, Pro. <laughs> Come on. Also, Excellent. Optimus is breaking rocks with his axe, and that just doesn't, no, don't, don't do that.
2: Well, it's an Energon on the edge, so it
0: might yeah, be. Yeah, it's okay, Energon, so we try. just set it to dull Excuse instead me. of pointy.
2: Yeah. Uh, I guess. Although, it, Anyways, it raises so... the question, why are they breaking up rocks, like, on this asteroid anyway? Like if they were clearing rocks right around the, the space bridge, it makes sense. But they're doing it all over the asteroid. Why?
0: Maybe they're, they're just making this
2: asteroid smaller for no reason.
0: They're asteroids that are high in certain metals that are causing space bridge interference.
2: But the the space bridge is on the asteroid. Why would not you park it there in the first place if it caused problems? Maybe it's only
0: certain rocks. I figured yeah. that
1: was just rocks that were in the way and needed to just be like cleared out. Like that's part of the maintenance.
2: Although I guess it kind of makes sense that they sent them out to do busy work. If he's disgraced,
0: yeah. So it, the the upshot of this is that they are you know they're cleaning out this asteroid. They just find Prowl randomly meditating. In a cave. Like
1: you like him? And then, do.
0: and then Ratchet accidentally drops an Energon cube and it blows up his ship. So now he's just stuck there. And <laughs> so, uh, you know, Optimus says, you know, we're, we're getting, we're going back to Cybertron, uh, in about like 50 years. But if we had, I don't know, like a ninja helping us, it might go faster. <laughs> and Pearl's all, oh, fine. Uh... And apparently, he's he
1: he, he pursuing
0: enlightenment for what was it, like a million years? Does he say? That's what he says. He says a
1: million stellar says. cycles, but it's sort of sketchy. I mean, like, within the confines of this episode and the next part, it's kind of sketchy on what exactly that means.
0: I mean, it's possible he's um, exaggerating. Like, oh, yeah, no, it's. Uh, he's just full of shit. Can't get there. It's like a zillion miles from here.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Or, Prowl is a terrible ninja.
1: I mean, (laughs) he's not great. Come on. He's not that good.
0: And we we get a nice moment here, well he's all, you know, I, you know, first I, you know, I let all those protoforms get stolen and now this, I'm, you know, you have no idea what it's like to just be on this path and then just to be stray so far from it. And Optimus is all, buddy, have I got a story for you? Do you like spiders?
1: <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel spiders. about spiders? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also dudes with giant chins and uh, also my girlfriend. Or possibly his girlfriend.
1: <laughs> it's Maybe both of start. our
0: girlfriends. Our it was girlfriend. never entirely, it was never entirely made clear which of them was a thing. Unless it was all three of them. Again, I've proposed this. I think they're just Cooler with that on Cybertron.
1: You think they're yeah, just well, okay, okay with Polly? I mean, if that's what you're into, I'm in the, go I'm for in it. I mean,
0: they're robots. I don't know.
1: Yep. It's not like they're yeah,
0: having kids.
1: This is like the only, the only relationship at
2: all between Transformers we see, really. Yes, it is. It's just non-traditional to human. Like, the closest thing we have is the Jet Twins, who are just two twins who hang out together. They're out like that, or unless Ratchet and Arcee have a thing, but there's no implication of that ever.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know how exactly we're supposed to read that relationship.
1: No one is certain how that relationship works.
0: Anyway, we finally, you know, he snaps him out of his reverie. Uh, there are three things coming from the moon, and it is indeed a bunch, those three lug nut supremes.
1: <gasps> dun dun dun.
0: So Optimus takes up that hammer, and now it's time to fight.
1: Yay! But not now,
0: cause it's the end of the episode.
1: Oh!
0: No. And we also get a bit of Isaac Sumdak in here, uh, yeah. working on that, uh, which I think that might be the- we don't see him much for this. And we haven't well, seen him a whole I mean, lot they, this season.
1: They tell him to go to a shelter, so presumably he makes it. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it's safe to say he lives. Yes,
0: I mean I. You know this. This episode does a pretty good job of setting up the exciting conclusion. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Big scale conclusion. Giant, giant killer robots.
0: Yes. Three lug nuts the size of buildings.
1: Like (laughs) I, I had to watch the the second part of it like the next day because I didn't want it to be over yet. Yeah. Sad.
0: Yeah. But, uh, all good things must come to an end.
1: Yeah. That was also an episode title. Damn it. Uh,
0: of, of Star Trek. Well, yes. Which was the finale.
1: Yes. Oh, right
0: there. Yeah, that was great.
1: Cause that is the sort of title you have for a finale.
0: Sadly, we're not getting like an alternate future in this one where like Prowl is old. And, uh, I don't know, like, Bumblebee has his own ship.
1: Aww.
2: That'd be kind of, well, that's something they could have maybe done in the fourth season. That
0: yes, I, I don't, don't think anymore. Transformers has ever really done that sort of, like, distant finale
1: like, <gasps> I mean, they had the entire third season of the original cartoon.
0: Well, I mean, that was that Yeah, but that's that different. That's not...
1: I mean, yeah. Because it was an entire season. That's not
2: like a possible future, that is just a continuation.
0: Yeah, that was the real world future of uh 2005, whenever everybody started wearing jumpsuits everywhere.
1: Yeah, I remember that year. Oh, Actually, I, I will <laughs> tell you this: that that New Year's, oh, my cell phone was just constant text messages and voicemails from from friends letting me know that it was the year 2005.
0: It is the year, year 2005.
1: 2005. <laughs> it just does, like everybody, um. it was pretty great.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think Transformers has ever done that. We've done alternate co- timelines that we thought were futures at a couple points. Like the Functionist Universe weirdness.
0: And I guess there's that, uh, there's that, uh, was it the Death of Optimus Prime one-shot when the, uh, Mike Costa ongoing series ended? Where it was like Ironhide on like a future Cybertron? Where like everybody's dead?
1: Oh uh, yeah, and he had like oh, some right, horrible yeah, vision. Just... Right. Maybe that's the visionaries showing up. I don't know. Oh, uh, I haven't. I haven't caught up with that one yet.
0: No, no, neither of them. I'm, I'm holding out for Transformers versus Inhumanoids.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. yes, that's what I want. Just, just do that. It's
2: Pacific Rim, only slightly smaller scale.
0: Well, and they're. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess they just, they had just had like big Iron Man suits.
1: Yeah.
2: Or, or I guess you can make them Titan Master-sized, having Metroplex fight giant tentacle plant monsters. <laughs> That'd be fun.
0: Anyway, so yeah, that is uh, the episode. That is uh, our episode. You can find us all over the internet. Uh, we are on Tumblr, we're on Twitter, and we're on Facebook.
1: And we are sponsored by Iacon uh, where we have a Patreon set up at patreon.com slash IaconUnderground to help with hosting and production costs. Uh, this month, we have The Last Jedi to talk about for our Patreon-exclusive episode.
0: And in February, stay tuned for uh, what will, I'm sure, be an extensive discussion of Black Panther by three white people. <laughs> oh,
2: <yeah. laughs> Which will half that to is going be, to be- uh, Rob? Rob, who is that guy?
0: <laughs> well, that was the man ape, David.
1: <laughs> yes, um. there will be a lot of that.
0: Uh. And of course, if you want to, uh he- if you want us to hear from you, then write into the Maxim Mailbag at StasisPodcast at Gmail dot com.
2: Oh, I haven't checked that in a while. Uh,
0: it's probably full of N- Nigerian spammers.
1: Oh, that's and- the best kind. It's probably Manape spamming us, spamming us. Oh,
0: oh man, what Wakandan email spammers.
1: <laughs> yes!
0: <laughs> they, they want to sell me a bunch of vibranium. Yes! But it's yes. actually fake Antarctic vibranium, the anti-metal.
2: Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> <The> antimetal? anti-metal?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Antarctic vibranium, which is similar to vibranium, but instead of the energy-absorbing properties of vibranium, it uh, liquefies all metal.
1: This sounds very oh. unfortunate oh. to exist.
0: Well, well, they they used it to beat Ultron once.
1: Oh, okay. I guess that helps. Oh, oh, wait. Is that the stuff they covered
0: Ultron in? No, Ultron is covered in adamantium. Oh, that's cuz I have the issue where
2: he's covered in something.
0: I believe that's adamantium. But no, like they use anti they, they use the Antarctic vibranium to melt him.
1: Mm-hmm. Mhm. Fascinating. And,
0: and if you want to hear more from me, then I, uh, recently did a guest spot on Alphabet Flight, a podcast that does, uh, a, a entry by entry journey through the 80s official handbook of the Marvel Universe. So I am on those episodes talking about Carnilla, Queen of the Norns, Ooh. uh, Kesar, Lord of the Hidden Jungle, mm. and Coryphos, who's one of the Eternals, and he sucks.
1: Coryphos? <laughs>
0: Coryphos, which I know, I thought that was that uh, fungus that makes, like, ants into zombies, but that's Cordyceps.
1: Ah, mm. that's a different thing. I got it. I think you. I
0: would rather have the fungus.
1: Yes. So, until
0: <laughs> next time, I'm Rob.
1: I'm Jen. And I'm David
0: The Boozy
1: Speaking of devils, David, how gay is this new devil man?
2: You could imply a lot of gayness, but overt gayness, there's like, okay, there is one gay tertiary character, and there's heavy implications in the last two episodes that two two other characters were gay, and, and one character is the last episode thingy going on. There's one confirmed gay dude, two maybe lesbians, and another. Oh, that's complicated in the end. <laughs> but, but for pure, you could read a lot of gayness into it, but there isn't as much overt as I would have expected. Considering every lesbian I knew on Twitter who watches anime seemed to be hype about it.
1: Yeah. I am very good at reading lesbian into things. It's it's yeah, one of my well, favorite pastimes.
2: I mean, that's there, but the problem is, like, the first half is slow, and there isn't enough of the lesbians.
1: I can see that. That is a problem, and there's not enough lesbians.
2: It kind of doesn't really get going until episode 5 of 10.
1: I see. Huh. Usually I have an episode 3 rule. Usually it's the the end of the third episode where things... I did.
2: I watched... To the end of the third episode, I freaking kind of hated it because it was slow pacing and just seemed to be kind of badly done. But everybody else was r- raving about it. It's like, all right, I'll keep going. And, and then episode four and five got better.
1: Also, I uh, I downloaded, I saw it was on Netflix, so I downloaded some of it to watch when I was out and about yesterday and realized that maybe it was not an appropriate thing to be watching on public transit. I mean, I didn't start watching it, I just specifically <laughs> remembered the thing that Devil Man is most notorious for is titties. And I was like, yeah, maybe I watch, don't want to watch that on public transport. You can
2: watch like maybe the first ten minutes, but... And then there's... No, just maybe not boobs. even that much. Boobs. Yeah, because in, I think in every version of Devil Man, how he becomes Devil Man is his friend takes him to an orgy rave and just causes chaos
1: Uh, Ah, i didn't realize that was like an ongoing thing
2: no that's his origin story i went to a rave my friend stabbed some people now i'm devil man i saw so many titties (laughs)
1: titties (laughs) became monsters so so many boobs just boobs everywhere
0: (laughs) yes all right so shall we start her up